0: The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. I'm alone and I'm
1: Welcome back to Nature of Business. This is your host Chrissy Coughlin. Thank you for sticking around on this beautiful Wednesday morning. We have with us now Shauna Sadowski. She is the Director of Sustainability at Annie's and in her role she leads the company's sustainability efforts with a particular focus on engaging with supply chain partners to understand and improve social and environmental impacts throughout the supply chains. Her, Her projects seek to ensure transparency and accountability from farm to fork with the ultimate goal of contributing to a more sustainable food system. Prior to Joining Annie's, Shauna worked at sustainability on sustainability issues within the food sector. sector at Cliff Bar and Company, Fork in the Food Roads, and, and business for social responsibility. Welcome, Shauna. How are you?
0: Great. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yes, we're very excited
1: uh, to talk to you about macaroni and cheese. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Let's get to the real deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I, was, I, I um, put the, uh, the posts up on online uh, to, to promote the show today, and I was talking about how I, I'm always uh, with my niece, I'm always hoping that she's not going to eat all of her mac and cheese so that I can have the leftovers, <laughs> <laughs> which she gives me, which is great. She's three and a half. She's like, okay, Cece, you can have it. <laughs> She's sharing. She's learning. She's very, very caring. It's very sweet of her because they're really good. Um, well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, let, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Annie's. For those of us who uh, don't know about the company, um, can you just give us a little background on, on
0: Annie's story? Sure. So um, our company was founded by a woman um, named Annie Withy. She co-founded it uh, back in 1989. Um, And at the time, she was really focused on giving families healthy and delicious macaroni and cheese. So that's really how it all started. Um, And she wanted to show, by example, that a company could be socially responsible. So, you know, at the very beginning, it was all about real ingredients, so no artificial flavors, synthetic colors, or preservatives. And it's the whole idea of thinking that, you know, these chemicals and preservatives we don't know what harm they can do so don't put them in Um, and then you know we've companies grown since then that was in 1989 that we started and um, we've had a very loyal um, and growing consumer following Uh, and uh, today we have more than 125 products uh, and are in more than 25,000 retail locations in the U.S. and Canada. So um, it's it's been definitely a, you know, a, a good, you know, happy growth story, if you will. And, yeah. um, you know, but at the same time, it, it's it, we've always continued to be led by our kind of guiding uh, core principles, our core values, um, and uh, making sure that we're grounded in using natural and organic ingredients and um, ensuring that social and environmental responsibility is is, is how we continue to think about the way we do things. So Mm -hmm. we started with that way, and we continue to to do that um, today, and will so in the future.
1: Great. So your role as um, Director of Sustainability, we know that that, um, Directors of Sustainability can mean lots of different things at different companies, and uh, what what do you, um, I kind of gave a little synopsis in the beginning, but tell us uh, more specifically about what you're doing at Annie's.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and it's very true. I mean, you can ask ten different people who have that title, and they will do ten different things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's great to be able to differentiate. <laughs> yeah. um, but specifically for for us here, you know, we're not a, a huge company, um, and but so really, it's as, as director, I'm kind of helping to lead the overall strategic development and oversight for sustainability. So I work very closely with our CEO and the leadership team on um, developing the strategy on the direction we want to go and and ensuring that we have the right KPIs in place, key performance indicators in place, the metrics to track and report on what we're doing. Um, a big focus, as, as you alluded to in the introduction, is really on focusing on the supply chain. Because for us, we know that our greatest impacts occur in the supply chain. Um, we've actually done what's called the life cycle analysis to, to validate that um, and found that just from a carbon perspective, more than 40% of our impacts um, take place at the at farm production raw materials level. So. We continue to focus our efforts there, um, working with farmers, working with our co-manufacturers who, um, you know, help manufacture the products, and and you know, continuing just to educate on what these issues are about, understanding how they're responding to them, and looking for ways that we can um, use our uh, resources and, and leverage to to make things better. Um, another part of the role is is uh, on policy leadership. So um, really, um, you know being more actively engaged on issues for example like genetically modified organisms um, and climate change and then, and then lastly the last bit of it is really looking at okay how do we communicate this out to, um, to folks who might be interested so be it consumers be it sales uh, retailers, customers um, looking for ways that we can report on that through actual publications working with our marketing team to ensure that we have a way to communicate that on the website and then increasingly just getting out and, and speaking at conferences and getting out to Audiences to, to talk about um, who we are, what it is that we're doing, and, and um, just kind of getting getting the the message out.
1: Mm-hmm. The consumer piece is, is is interesting because you have certainly a type of person who's going to be purchasing annie's products that really care about you know what they put in their body and they 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 want organic etc do you have feedback from the customers or a mechanism where customers can say these are the issues that are the most important to us or, or they want it or they inquire um, and ask you know just what are what are you up to what are you doing and they 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 have a
0: two-way dialogue on this Yeah, you know, it's actually really interesting. Um, We have a couple different ways that consumers can reach out to us, and they do. Um, One of the most active now is our social media, our Facebook pages and and Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of interaction that takes place there, and we have um, staff solely dedicated to that purpose of responding and ensuring that uh, any questions that are asked, they have responses to them. We also have an in-house consumer relations team who basically fields calls uh, that Come in and fields emails as well that come in more directly uh, for questions, and they have you know they respond directly um, either you know from email or telephone to to any questions that come in. So there's a lot, and I we have great stories that come in from there, and we'll get everything from you know letters from elementary school kids who you know have, have tried some of our products and they're just extolling their their, their love for it, and uh-huh. um, but then others who you know you know clearly have some feedback and they want to see some. Improvements and we take that to heart and, and we have discussions around that and, and, and look for ways to respond to it.
1: That's great. So um well how about the I mean obviously this is this is has a lot to do with agriculture and farmers. What what is the specific interaction that Annie's has with the farmers?
0: Yeah, so this is something I would say is is definitely we've been working on this for a number of years and we'll continue working on it um, going forward. But one of the my favorite parts of of this role is interacting with farmers and so I actually personally did grow up on a farm so in some ways it's almost going back um, back to my roots Mm -hmm. and we've um, been focusing on that um, over the most recent years with some of our bigger um, crops so for example um, dairy organic dairy is one of our bigger ingredients that we use in the mac and cheese line and and, uh, crackers and we developed a partnership with Cooperative um, Organic Valley Um, several years Ago back in 2008, and Organic Valley is uh, a farmer-owned cooperative, and they have more than 1,700 farmers. Um, and we've been working with them because they're very much values-aligned with us as a business. And so, um, you know, I know several folks who are uh, based in Wisconsin. But then earlier this year, I actually had a chance to, to visit some of the farmers and go visit the dairy operations here in Northern California to go learn a little bit more about what they're doing. And actually, have, we have a video online, if anyone's interested in seeing that, um, to go learn a little bit more about them. So that's just one example of a partnership that we've had in place with several farmers um, through that cooperative. And on the wheat side, we've been working on in that area also for several years, for many, many years. Um, our farmers are based in the, the Northern Plains here in um, the United States and in Canada. And uh, our procurement um, director has, been, has made ex- numerous, numerous trips, and I've joined in a couple of times to go visit and meet with them and to learn some about some of the challenges and, and issues that they face and then continue to look for ways that we can engage with them. And I would say we're, we're still learning on that process on um, better ways of, of looking to, you know, how can we work with them um, more closely. But that's definitely a, a goal that we have.
1: Right. And I, and I would think that, that the market share that you have, I mean, are, you, are, are these farmers um, only, are, are they only making
0: their crops for Annie's? Or are they
1: well I would say
0: it, it definitely does vary and and for the most part you know farmers especially our farmers who are wheat farmers they're doing organic practices um, they need to rotate crops mm-hmm. um, in order to have the best soil management so they might provide to us on a on a year-over-year basis but it's it would vary depending on what they need to do to ensure the best um, soil management, so if it's different crops, maybe that year they don't, um, or they have it in a different field, so it depends, but many of them have been, um, we've had relationships with for for many, many years, Um, but in terms of exclusivity, um, it's generally not the case simply because it's just, they, in order, the types of crops that you use for rotations um, tend not to be the ones that we use as much, so that's one of those things where they need to to work with others as well. Right, exactly,
1: okay. Um, So, the organic... The organic is 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 a big part of this, and we hear about organic um, all of the time. And obviously, when the company was started in 1989, this was a big uh, a big push, um, and it, it's only getting bigger for you guys. How are you pushing out the organic message um, to the consumers and to the public, in addition to the healthfulness of the products?
0: Yeah, and I think it's um, it's this similarly is one what I consider a work in progress uh, because we're learning more as we go. So our very first product was back in 1998, and we've continued to increase our purchases of our organic ingredients and uh, certified organic products and are made with organic products. And you know, we, we're actively engaged on an industry level. So, for example, our um, Senior Vice President of Marketing sits on the board of the Organic Trade Association, which is um, a trade group based out of Washington, D.C. to help advocate for the organic uh, food industry or the organic industry in general not just food um, I also sit on the board of a group called the sustainable food trade Association uh, which is uh, a, another trade group that is focused on supporting organic industry the organic industry um, but on more sustainable business practices so in addition to organic um, energy water waste um, fair fair labor issues things of that nature so we've been working um, on kind of that industry side for quite some time but then you know cons- communicating this to consumers is a, is a really key point and And we have taken the opportunity to put some small messages on our packaging. So if you look on the side panel of a a mac and cheese, you'll see little, um, you know, pictograms of, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, cow that's producing organic milk and growing in organic um, fields. So kind of being able to kind of show the message there and not sometimes in the back of it. We'll have a letter from Annie and she'll talk more about the importance of it. but And then we have on our website opportunity to talk a little bit more about it and through the sustainability report as well. That's an opportunity to get out and, and talk about like what is it and what does it mean. But I, I would I would say that, you know, just thinking even just over this past year, how much misinformation still exists wow. about organic, what it is and what is not, um, to me indicates that there's definitely opportunity to, to get out more. So I've been, you know, trying to even get out just and, and talk more about it and think hey, this is what it is because it's, it's really important. Organic is, um, as it's been portrayed unfortunately in, in some of the more recent media messages has been very mis um, mis it's been it's, it's misinforming mm-hmm. uh, folks on what it's about and when you think back on you know how the organic standard came to be it was very much rooted um, in a philosophy about treating the, the land as a system and organic is about a system so it's 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 one where we are trying to build a more resilient ecosystem by building healthier soils uh, clean water and, and and enhanced biodiversity and all of the production methods um, used materials and practices that really focus on that ecological balance of natural systems so not putting toxic persistent pesticides and fertilizers into the soil which is all about feeding the plant and not feeding the soil that's a major major foundation of what organic is about not using I- antibiotics mm-hmm. um, you know not using genetically modified organisms for which we don't know what the potential you know consequences might be um, not applying sewage sludge not using some synthetic growth hormones no irradiation I mean, there's all the known knows but i think it's more important to talk about like what it does do it's about building resiliency in the soil it's about building healthy soil and feeding the soil not feeding the plant Um, and that's really what it's about and and people want to put better food into their bodies that aren't chemically um overladen and they also people are increasingly asking about like what can i do to help the planet and Mm -hmm it really starts, you know, agriculture food, our, our food every day when we eat, that food came from the earth at um, some point along this food chain. So we have a major opportunity to make a difference by the food that we eat.
1: Right. How about going back to the farmers, just one more question with them. Have they? Have you ever had any um, interaction with them where they come at you and say, you know, we, we, we are an organic farm, but we're being, the cost of doing it is prohibitive, and we're going to have to move over to conventional farming, or, or are these farmers dedicated to the organic practices?
0: You know, it's actually a really interesting question. Um, it we haven't had the case where they couldn't afford you the certification specifically in that case where that was the, the problem where we've seen it is, is where they've had some problem, um, a, a weed that they just couldn't get, get, um, get rid of. And so they felt like they needed to use, they tried and tried and tried. And then eventually we're like, we can't continue with this. And so we, we are going to have to step outside. So we're going to try and deal with it with a, with a chemical. Um, and that was disappointing, but mm-hmm. you know, it, to me indicated that there is much more research that is needed in the organic space to help farmers um, combat some of these issues that, um, for the most part, the only Uh, resources available to them are through chemicals and from the chemical companies and so when you look at the overall budget um, of publicly available research and what is going toward organic practices versus those that are going to supporting biotech or more importantly how much of that has been moving into private industry which is all about um, chemicals and and, and GMOs to me that's really concerning and we need to really be supporting farms and and systems that are uh, supporting organic and and what was known as agroecological practices so really mm-hmm. looking at the whole systems based approach to farming um, and so that that's kind of actually what we're trying to do as a company is look for opportunities to do that um, and and Try and put more resources behind it, but we definitely need more, <laughs> more involved in the process because um, it's it's not a one company job. It's a many many company job to do right. that exactly. So,
1: but how about the partnerships that, that Annie is um, has embarked upon? There, I know that a lot of them, most of them, all of them, in fact, are directly aligned with your that your mission. Um,
0: what are some of these, these partnerships that, that you that you work on? Yeah, we have um, a lot of different partnerships, as you mentioned, and we we put a lot of thought into ensuring that it's aligned with, with who we are and, and what we do um, as a business. So we have um, a big focus on supporting um, and, and partnering with companies that um, are dedicated to organic. So uh, organic trade industry, Organic Farming Research Foundation, Sustainable Food Trade Association um, are all uh, partners that really help us to ensure that we're being informed on on the newest and latest issues and and also that we're helping to um, demonstrate the the importance of it. Um, We've also, you know, climate change and and energy issues are really important to us and so we've partnered with groups such as um, BICEP, which is the Business for Innovative Climate Energy Policy. Which is a uh, uh, basically an advocacy group of multiple businesses, not just those in the food uh, trade, who are working with policymakers to to pass meaningful energy and climate legislation. Um, we're also partnering with a, a group uh, called Climate Counts, which is uh, we've actually worked with them over the past year. And this year, we're recognized um, as an industry innovator, which was um, great. I saw uh, that. For, Congratulations! For thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we, we definitely we know there's more to do, but uh, we were we're really proud of that recognition and and they have. A Scorecard-based um, approach to looking at how companies are raising awareness, um, how how they're making changes in their businesses, uh, specifically for climate change, uh, and and there's several others too. I mentioned um, the organic focus. Uh, sustainable Food Lab is another group that we work with. Um, the Non-GMO Project is another group that we work with uh, to ensure, uh, based on their standard that they've created, that um, our, we're following their standard so that our products don't contain uh, genetically modified organisms. Um, even from that aside, we always, you know, we work with very trusted suppliers to ensure that that's the case, but we're taking that extra step to, to work with a, a third-party verification mm-hmm. um, to, to work on that. So those are just a few examples, And of course, we have um, some new ones in the past year on the school garden side uh, with uh, the Food Corps, uh, which is a really fantastic group that um, is... It's kind of like it's a part of AmeriCorps, and and they get youth leaders into communities that um, have um, less access to resources and teach them about food, where it comes from, um, and, and getting better food into the system so that like, they can eat that as part of their school education. So a really fantastic group that has chapters um, all across the country mm-hmm. and, and doing really great things to connect kids to real food.
1: That's great. And you also have... Um Scholarships to students that that study agriculture—is that right?
0: Right. Yeah, we do. We do. It's actually one of the uh, one of our you know our proudest programs, if you will. It's been longstanding. It's I think it's been over a decade since we've had it in place, and we offer um, ag scholarships to those who are studying. sustainable agriculture in school, so be it more the technical side or policy or just kind of overall systems perspective. We offer uh, scholarships to both undergrad and graduate students, and uh, I've had the, the pleasure um, in the time that I've been here at Annie's to read many of those applications, and it's just mm-hmm. fantastic to see uh, some of the great work that you know the youth and the next generation is, is focusing on to to improve our food systems and and, and build resiliency so it's uh it's a it's a great thing that we can can help support their education efforts and and uh hopefully you know they'll be the next generation making policy changes and working as farmers and uh and, and making changes happen in the system
1: exactly do you see do you receive a lot of uh applications
0: we the, do we do. do, and it's grown over the time which to me is a really great indicator of increased interest in the area overall so mm-hmm. um, we, we have to have more and more people review I, mean, I was going to say you can't do that, like, that all <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> that's funny you really are seeing a resurgence in, in the younger generations um, of farming and sustainable agriculture I read about it a lot so I'm sure that yeah. you know the, the applications are up that's great um, yeah you, you touched upon the 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 school gardens initiative, but I'd love for our listeners to hear a little bit more
0: about about that. Right. Well, so we have um, what was, since 2008, we had a grants for gardens program, which essentially was, is an opportunity for kind um, you know communities, schools to apply for small grants that they can use pretty much for anything to build a, a school garden. It could be for seeds, it could be for a little irrigation system, it could be for bed, bedding, uh, whatever else it might be. And, and that's just one way that we have been reaching out to communities all across the country. Um, but um, more recently, we, like I mentioned, the food core um, is as a great example of a partnership that we're doing. But also on our website, if you go to our website, we have this great section entitled School Gardens, and anyone can go there and learn about how to start a garden. So we worked with the uh, Center for Eco Literacy, which is based right here in Berkeley, and uh, they helped us develop a little planter guide, if you will, for five different garden types, including everything from windowsill gardens to raised beds and container gardens, and if you have more space, um, greenhouses and cold frames and tunnels and large-scale gardens. So um, really great information on on the on the website and through the Center um, for Literacy to just get people familiar with it, and uh, we have additional resources, just garden resources overall on... Um, you know, for people where they can learn more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I think about it, it's it's really this, you know, between our focus on the agriculture side and our focus on the the school gardens, it's it's really connecting um how it's it's allowing for us to connect both ends of the food system spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Because agriculture is kind of the crux of the food system. It's right makes everything that we eat on a daily basis. But then there's a the real importance and need for people to understand where that food is coming from and and and, you know I recognize not everyone's going to be able to get out to a farm and I would love for that to be the case but it's just practically not always possible so school gardens and community gardens really this huge opportunity to, for people to see that a, a seed becomes a plant, becomes something that you consume and you eat. You know, mm-hmm. food doesn't just come from the grocery store. Food comes from the earth. And um, that's, I think, just a really great way that we're, we're trying to make that connection um, through these partnerships with Food Corps, with Grants for Gardens, um, and through the Garden Resource Center to to be able to get anyone and everyone the opportunity to, to grow food.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it's fantastic. So for those of us, we, we've got about five more minutes. But for those of us who are just joining, I'm speaking with Shauna Sadowski. She's the director of sustainability at Annie's. So what, let's talk about the whole food and agriculture sector in this country. Wh- what are your What are your thoughts on the state of it? Where do you think we're going? Well,
0: <laughs> that's it's such a, that's big, a question. big question. It's a big question. It's a big question, right? And and um, and I've alluded to it, some of it, yeah. you know, in, in the conversation already, but, you know, I think that, you know, there's, there's the glass half full and glass half empty um, perspective, and I, I'm still an idealist, and I'm, I'm still optimistic um, for, for where we're going, but I, I want to talk first a little bit about <laughs> kind of the where we're, what, what hasn't been good and, and why. Yeah. Um, Because I think that we we still tend to look at agriculture overall, this is kind of a larger agriculture community, um, from a very um, narrowly focused lens. It's looked at solely in in the purpose of producing more food. So it's all about yield. And unfortunately, I believe that this, this is too limited a view that, unfortunately, is, is exacerbating many of the environmental problems that we see, uh, polluted water, degraded soil, uh, loss of biodiversity, loss of wildlife, um, plants, animals that are, are being um, they they can't live in, in this environment where chemicals are are you know polluting the 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 land, um, and it's been really detrimental to rural communities as well um, from an economic perspective, who are continuing to move away from the the, land, um, the farms and because they can't afford to make a living. Um, and, you know, on top of that, you know, not just here, but globally, we're still consuming natural resources uh, at a rate faster than Earth can replenish them. Yeah. In, in in just one year, we consume resources that take the Earth one and a half years to full, fully regenerate. And that's simply not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So we can do better. And I know we can do better. And I think that's where I... I see a lot of the food movement as really trying to get us more into this, looking at other aspects that are just one-dimensional. It's not just about yield. It's also about healthy soil, about healthy water, about um, thriving plants and animals, about thriving rural communities, and how can we make that happen? And so when I see things like increased numbers of farmers' markets, increased um, numbers of people who are participating in community-supported agriculture systems, which are the food share programs, Um, more and more people who are supporting organic it's you know four percent of the market Um, but that's still that's from what it was before that to me gives me a lot of hope um, that there is change happening i I think more change needs to happen we need to see more um, support for multiple benefits of of what we're looking for we want to see all of these dimensions being looked at but um so i think that you know going back to your question and the state of the food and ag sector it's um, I think that there's a lot of things that we should be concerned about, but I I also believe that there's a lot to give us hope, and so to hold on to that hope and to know that when we're making those purchases and we're doing what we can to make a difference, that it is helping, and um, not to get too tied up in the guilt of it all. If you right. just you know you can't afford it one day, you know just don't get tied up in that, but know that the more that we chip away at it, the the more we can um, make a difference, and uh, and hopefully we'll get there mm-hmm. in the time that we need
1: to. <laughs> exactly. Well, we've got two more minutes um let's talk a little bit about your position and and where do you see your position at Annie's growing and changing in in the years to come let's say the next 3 to 5 years
0: yeah you know i um i feel very lucky to be in this role i i love what i do um it's a fantastic company to work for and um, you know, I believe that the work that i 'll be doing and that my team will be growing and focusing on will be increasingly uh, deepening the work in the supply chain okay. and really looking for ways that we can help make that um, that chain shorter and 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 more connected and looking at ways to cultivate um, farmer networks that's something i 'm really passionate about and and really want to see through and, and there 's a lot of support for that here um, and, and quite honestly it's just it 's learning as we go there 's so much new information there still is a it's still very much a pioneering field, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I learned so much from others in the space, those who've been in it for you know, 30, 40 years, and others who are new to it. Um, and a lot more people are seeing that there's not only a need for it, but there's truly benefit in, in doing that and having this um, multiple uh, perspective on what makes for a good business. So I just feel very lucky to, to be a part of it and to learn as we go and um, and uh, continuing to, to do the good work to make a difference.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your day to um, to speak with us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Chrissy. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> All right. Well, we will talk to you soon, and have a wonderful okay. rest of your day. All right.
0: Thank you okay. so much. Bye. The proceeding has been nature of business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.